your hour of drive time begins now with your host, Jay Mamie, on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Good day, everyone, and welcome once again to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. This is Jay Mamie, and you have now entered your serious hour of drive time today. If you are looking to learn how to improve your health externally and internally so that you can thrive, today's the show that is going to tackle that with three incredible subject matter experts, one of which is the best-selling author and the renowned doctor, Dr. Stephen Gundry, who's going to share his thoughts today. And we're going to speak about the keto code and also a bunch of other great information that we're going to cover. In addition to having our newest corporate sponsor, Park University, is going to be with us today. Dr. Davis McAllister is going to share with us how to have functional movements in a way to help us thrive. And Deepak Saini from Deepak Saini Health is joining us today to talk about how do we create disciplines to help us live longer through anti-aging and longevity techniques. But kicking off the show will be the one and only Dr. Gundry. Dr. Gundry, welcome to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Jay, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. We're going to dive right into the goodness of what you do, Dr. Gundry, because there's so much to unwrap here. And I'm personally, I'm excited. I'm a fan of your work. But before we begin to give the thrive-minded content that you have to share, I'd like to talk a little bit about your journey. I know your weight loss journey began about 20 years ago, and you were overweight, like a lot of people today are. But for you personally, though, what was the turning point in your life where you decided that enough was enough and optimum health was going to be your goal? Well, uh, it actually started now 25 years ago when I was professor and chairman of cardiothoracic surgery at Loma Linda University here in Southern California. And I met a patient who I call Big Ed, who was a a 45-year-old guy from Miami, Florida, who had inoperable coronary artery disease. Everything was clogged up. Mm -hmm. You couldn't put stents in him. You couldn't do bypass. And he had gone around the country looking for idiots like me to operate (laughs) on him. And and everybody turned him down. And he, he wound up with me, and I looked at his movie of his coronary arteries from six months earlier. And I said, you know, I agree with everybody. I'm not going to help you. And he says, yeah, that's what everybody says. But look, uh, in the last six months, I've been on a diet and I lost 45 pounds. And he was 265 pounds when Mm. I met him. And he said, I went to a health food store and I bought a bunch of supplements. And, you know, I've been taking them. And he says, uh, what do you think? And I said, well, you know, good for you for losing weight, but that's not going to help anything in your heart. And I know what you did without those supplements. You, you made expensive urine. Which is <laughs> what I, and I actually believed that back then. So he said, well, look, uh, why don't we get a new uh, cardiac catheterization, new angiogram of my heart? And let's see. So we did. And lo and behold, in six months' time, this guy cleaned out 50% of the blockages in his coronary arteries. gone. And I went, I've never seen anything like that. So I said, tell me about this diet of yours. And he starts rattling off what he was doing. And about, I don't know, paragraph in, I said, hold it right there. Uh, Back in the dark ages, I went undergrad at Yale, uh, and I had a special major that you could take a grade ape, change its food supply, change its environment, and you'd prove you'd arrive at a human being. And I got an honors and defended my thesis and mm-hmm. gave it to my parents and went off to be a famous heart surgeon. Now, the sad thing is I was running 30 miles a week. I was going to the gym one hour every day, and I was eating a healthy, low-fat diet because that's what smart heart surgeons would do. And, you know, I was obese, uh, hypertensive, high cholesterol, pre-diabetes, arthritis, migraine headaches. Can you imagine doing a baby heart transplant with a Mm. migraine headache? Mm. Uh, I don't recommend it. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, so I said, wait a minute. The diet you're describing is my thesis from Yale. And then I said, let me look at those supplements. And he had brought in a big bag of them. And I was famous for keeping hearts alive uh, during heart surgery. And I was famous for putting this concoction of chemicals in the heart. And lo and behold, a lot of these chemicals that I was putting in the heart to keep it alive, Big Ed was swallowing. And it never occurred to me to swallow the dumb things. So long story short, I called my parents. I said, do you still have my thesis? And they said, yeah, we got it here in the shrine. And (laughs) I said, well, send it up to me. So I put myself on my thesis 
and I started swallowing a bunch of supplements from the health food store. And I lost 50 pounds my first year. Wow. And I, yeah, and I subsequently lost another 20 and have kept it off for over 20 years now. And I started teaching the patients that I operated on for heart disease uh, my, my diet. And they all started having remarkable changes. Their high blood pressure went away. Their arthritis went away. Their diabetes went away. And then about a year of doing this at Loma Linda, I had a stupid epiphany. I said, gee, you know, instead of operating on people and then teaching them how to avoid me in the future, I should teach them how to eat and I'll never have to operate on. Now, that's a very poor career decision uh, for a heart surgeon. So I actually resigned my position at at the height of my career Mm -hmm. and set up a clinic in Palm Springs. I now have one in Santa Barbara as well, where I ask people to change some foods, take some supplements from Costco or Trader Joe's. And I wanted to see what happened to them with blood work every three months that insurance would cover. And kind of the rest is history. Well, that history has been a great history because you have written best-selling books. Uh, you are the go-to guy. You're you're all over the place uh, and for good reason, too. But let me ask you, speaking about diet and uh, how prevalent um, these days are diet and weight loss myths? Uh, well, you can write a book on just about any myth you want to. Mm. And, and, and that's part of the problem. Uh, one of my early sayings in my first book was weight off fast will never last. Oh, I love weight that. Off slow, weight off slow, you're good to go. Fabulous. Uh, and there's, there's really no truer finding than that. Um, these weight loss gimmicks. Uh, do work, but uh, and there's infinitesimally large numbers of ways to lose weight quickly. But what I've found over 20 years now in dealing with patients is that unless you you have a diet that you can live with, literally and figuratively, it's not going to work. Um, one of my other favorite expressions is fat in your gut you're out of luck <laughs> fat on your fat on your ass you're built to laugh <laughs> so i guess i, I guess jlo uh, will live forever <laughs> Yeah, you know what? That's true. And a bunch of them out there, too. Not just her. A bunch of them out there, too. That is hysterical. See, no one knew you were a comedian. They knew you were a a a cardiologist and a best-selling author and an expert on keto, which we're going to talk about next. But, boy, I don't think people realize that you have a a comedic streak to you, huh? Well, part of, I think, think my charm is uh, I I hope I make this at least entertaining and not so boring uh, because it's so... You know, this is, as I tell people, the body we live in is the only house we, we get That's as right. far as we know. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, if we, if we took care of this house and lavished the attention on this house that we do on our, you know, dwelling and our car and our yard, I mean, just imagine uh, what we could do. But somehow we just don't pay attention to the only house we ever get. You know, it's amazing with all the science and the data and the latest technology, we still struggle as a nation with obesity, diabetes, heart disease, hypertension. And there's so much more knowledge out there today to prevent that than it was 20 years ago. Yet we still are, are challenged with 60 to 70 percent of Americans are struggling with this. Um, but that brings me to what I know a lot of folks are are implementing as part of a weight loss and a dieting program or a, a dieting regimen. And that's keto dieting. That's your area of expertise. Your new book is based on that unlocking the keto code but how did the keto diet become so popular and and how are people misunderstanding it well um the keto diet in one form or another has been around for over a hundred years believe it or not it was first used to treat uh childhood seizures when there was actually no no other treatment there was no drugs or anything and people found that giving children an 80% fat diet uh, had remarkable effects on Mm -hmm. seizures. So um, kind of fast forward, 
a number of diets, uh, like, believe it or not, the well-titled The Drinking Man's Diet, which was sold two and a half million copies in the 1960s. Mm. That, was a, that was a very high-fat, high-protein, low-carb diet. That was followed, of course, by the Atkins diet, mm-hmm. which was also a high-fat, high-protein diet, low-carb diet. So there's been various iterations, and, you know, the current renaming of these diets is the keto diet. But they all kind of rely on uh, really severely curtailing carbohydrates, sugars. Now, the problem, as you alluded to just a second ago, is that, number one, it's very hard to have a kid not eat carbohydrates, as any of us who have children or now grandchildren know. And as most adults know, it's really hard to avoid carbohydrates. And, and so much, so much of the food that is manufactured is carbohydrate intense. In fact, let me just give you something I wrote on Instagram a couple of days ago. Uh, the Kellogg's Corporation is now having a challenge where they will pay people $5,000 for switching out one dinner a week to having Fruit Loops instead of an actual dinner. Wow. Now, yeah, and Fruit Loops are a bowl of sugar. Mm-hmm. And so here we have major corporations paying people to destroy their health. And, you know, that's, uh, that's really why so many people, despite all the knowledge we have, uh, are hell-bent on destroying their own health based on this sort of advice. One of the things that I yeah, go ahead. one of the areas that I think a lot of people misunderstand is the relationship between ketones and and the production of energy. Uh, I, I'm I'm a uh, bodybuilder. Uh, I've been a bodybuilder for a long time. We're going to certainly speak about that in a few minutes because I'm actually getting ready for a competition coming up. But I know there's a lot of misconceptions in a bodybuilding world as well, and you speak about that. But how important are ketones? Uh, in the production of energy, and where do medium-chain triglycerides fall into that dynamic as well? And let's pick that up after the break, because I don't want to cut the answer off. So let's pick that up after the break. Perfect. Folks, we'll be right back after the break. Are you looking to build a dynamic workplace culture that keeps your employees not only retained, but also engaged and empowered to help your business thrive? Discover the secret that many companies in the community have already unlocked, Collin Corporate College. With hundreds of the highest quality, affordable educational programs available and customized to your desired business outcomes, your success is Collin Corporate College's business. Call them at 972-599-3110. That's 972-599-3110. Hi, this is Dyron Jolly, president of Incon Marketing and Media. Are you a marketing expert? Many companies aren't. Most struggle with getting consistent traffic and customers. Our clients are great at what they do, but not so great at marketing. And that's where we come in. We allow our clients to focus on their operations while we focus on getting their brand exposure and customers they need to grow. For more information, visit www.inconllc.com or schedule a free consultation at info at Again, info at Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show with your host, Jay Mamie. Coming back and finishing up a conversation with the fabulous Dr. Stephen Gundry, we left off asking Dr. Gundry about the importance of ketones in the production of energy and the relationship between ketones and medium chain triglycerides, MCT, which is pretty popular, MCT oil, and then of course, carbohydrates. It's a mystery for many and the imbalance they create really does not, does not serve them in optimum performance. Could you clarify that for us, doctor? Yeah, unfortunately, in the in the keto world, and, and ketones are these um, water soluble fats, fatty acids that um, we make when we're either starving or when we're severely restricted in carbohydrates, sugar. And our liver makes these. One of the interesting things is that you alluded to. Uh, MCT oil, medium-chain triglycerides. MCT oil can go to the liver directly and be made into ketones regardless of what else you're eating. 
Mm-hmm. So you don't have to be starving to make ketones if you're having MCT. Uh, you don't have to be carbohydrate restricted to make ketones if you're having MCT oils. But one of the biggest myths that I uh, dispose of in unlocking the keto code that ketones are some kind of super fuel that can make you a super athlete, a super performance jock. Ketones are actually a horrible fuel. Mm. Um, and studies at Harvard and the NIH, and I was a, a fellow at the NIH for several years, studies have shown that ketones actually are not the preferred fuel for our muscles. Uh, our muscles only use about 30% of the ketones available, even at full ketosis. And the brain, which supposedly just thinks ketones are the best thing since sliced bread, mm-hmm. for analogy, uh, the brain at full ketosis only gets 60 to 70% of its needs met with ketones, and it still wants 30 to 40% of its fuel as sugar, sugar. as glucose. Mm-hmm. So what do ketones do? And the, the whole purpose of the book is that ketones are actually this amazing signaling molecule that tell our cells, tell our mitochondria, those little energy-producing organelles in all of our cells, that we should actually turn into Ferraris and become a high-powered but fuel-guzzling, fuel-wasting sports star. And one of the things that's interesting in bodybuilders, particularly, as you know, particularly if you're going into competition, you really want to get cut. Mm-hmm. You want to get those, those last bits of fat where, you know, obscuring your phenomenal six or eight pack uh, gone. And where ketones come in is that ketones allow you to actually burn fat in an accelerated rate, regardless of what you're eating. And the miracles of getting cut with ketones is this actual uh, fact that you actually waste large amounts of calories, particularly fat calories, in in burning fuel. And I, I call it a caloric bypass, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, it's the secret of how bodybuilders and others use this trick to really get cut right before competition. So with MCT oil, you mentioned that there is uh, the the myth of MCT oil. I I was always under the impression, I know many, many are, that if you are practicing a ketone, uh, uh, a keto diet, that the MCT oil uh, sort of helps uh, accelerate. You you can use the MCT oil for fat burning, accelerating the fat burning, so that way you don't need the carbohydrates for energy. Is is there any truth to that? Uh, None whatsoever. Okay. What? What is useful, though, is, as I talked about in the book, and you've alluded to it earlier, 80% of Americans are overweight or obese. And sadly, if you are overweight or obese, like most Americans, you can go on a carbohydrate-restricted diet, and you will never get into ketosis uh, because you actually can't release fat from your fat cells because of what are called what's called high insulin levels. So the the beauty of MCT oil is that you can make ketones that will keep your brain and your muscles alive and functioning while you're trying to restrict your carbohydrates, while you're trying to get into a true ketosis. And it's a phenomenal trick to bridge the gap uh, between uh, dietary ketosis and ketosis that you can get from uh, eating ketones. Mm. And that's how that works. It's a it's a substitute fuel. It's not a super fuel. Got it. A substitute fuel, not a super fuel. Beautiful. Dr. G, I, I want to dive into an area that you speak about often. And I know for a lot of, a lot of us, it's an area that... We're not really familiar with, but we struggle when we fart. That is gut health. 
So let's talk about farting. <laughs> That's yeah, an area that I, I, that I know you speak about often. And, and what's the ch- how do we improve our gut health so that we don't find ourselves losing friends at parties? <laughs> well, my my previous book was called The Energy Paradox, and in it, uh, it turns out there are huge benefits to producing gas. Uh, not to clear a room, but uh, these gases have been newly discovered to be a communication system, a text message language system between our gut bacteria and our own cells mm. and our mitochondria in our DNA. And they're, they're called postbiotics. People have heard of probiotics, friendly mm-hmm. bacteria. People are hearing about prebiotics, what friendly bacteria eat. But fr- friendly bacteria eat prebiotics, and they make postbiotics, which are, among other things, gases. And it's these gases that are actually really, really important. So as I talk about in that book, I want people to actually step on the gas. Uh, <laughs> You want to produce these uh, text messages. And there's phenomenal human studies that show that people who produce these various gases um, actually have far less chance of developing memory loss, mm. far, less, far less chance of developing Parkinson's syndrome. There's even impressive evidence that there's far less chance of developing cancer just by producing these gases. So what the heck? If you know, if uh, if you're you know embarrassing yourself uh, at a party, just say, "Oh, sorry, I'm talking to my uh, my brain right now, and uh, you know it's all good. Uh, excuse me." Yeah, I'm texting um, myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I I just got a text message sent to my brain. <laughs> And, and, and you heard it as well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but uh, so, you know, I can just hear my audience think to themselves, hey, you know, so they, in other words, the to the degree of toxicity in my text messages determines how healthy I am. Is that accurate? <laughs> it, 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 it really is. It's remarkable uh, that, you know, things we just thought were, you know, an embarrassing thing or was cause of bloating and gas. We now realize that, that none of this stuff is occurring without a purpose. And it's like, uh, you know, we're, we're discovering, give you an example, we're discovering the language of whales, how whales talk to each other. And in ter- in, in ch- until we discovered their language, uh, we had no idea that, you know, all these squeaks and noises were, were any, had any meaning. And now we realize that there's a language that, you know, our gut bacteria use to communicate with us. And now we're beginning to understand that language. And the more we understand it, we go, oh, my gosh, um, holy cow, I want to talk. You know, I want my gut bacteria to talk to me and I want to listen. So you're right. It's, it's a whole new world that nobody realized was there. Dr. Gundry, in our last couple of minutes here, I want to take a pivot towards plant-based proteins. I know a lot of my listeners, I know myself, we have been pivoting towards plant-based proteins. And in a future show, I definitely want to dive into healthy proteins. But you mentioned that these modern-day store-bought plant protein powders are not worth the money you spend on because of the poor quality protein. In our last couple of minutes, can you walk us through what poor quality plant protein is uh, it, it is and what it isn't. Yeah, there. I mean, there are a number of uh, really high-quality uh, proteins in plants. Our problem has been that when we extract these proteins from the, the whole food that it came from, uh, two things happen. Number one, normally it takes us a long time to break down either plant or animal proteins into individual amino acids to absorb. When we do that work for our gut, we now all of a sudden have either plant or animal proteins in a refined form, and they're instantly absorbed through our gut, and they instantly overload our poor, overworked mitochondria, and they actually cause rush hour traffic, and we actually get less energy. 
The other thing that's really important in the time we have left is that there are a class of plant proteins that I guess have made me famous called lectins. Mm-hmm. And lectins are really good at slicing holes in the wall of our gut. And so many of these plant proteins, like, for instance, pea protein or soy protein, are just loaded with lectins. And we are doing ourselves a tremendous disservice by eating these plant proteins that are actually designed to harm us when we eat those plants. And there's ways of detoxifying this. Maybe we can talk about that the next time. But Mm -hmm. we got to be careful. Just because it says it's a plant-based protein doesn't mean it's it's good for us. Well, in our last 30 seconds here, I know you've mentioned that in, in your observations and, and certainly in your own particular product line, your main focus is hemp, spirulina as two main uh, uh, proteins, and the third would be? Yeah, flax. Flaxseed. Flaxseed protein. Mm-hmm. Flaxseed yeah. protein. Those are three great proteins that don't have any lectins that have a lot of interesting features. They have a lot of the necessary amino acids that we need. So, and that's in in my uh, protein powder drink. Well, we're going to put your books up at our website. We're going to also link from our website your product line. They're phenomenal. And we're certainly going to have you back again, Dr. Gundry, because we're scratching the surface. I wanted to get into IGF-1 and a bunch of other things that are that people aren't aware Ooh, of yeah. in animal protein. Uh, but it's been a joy. I appreciate your time, brother. And we look forward to having you again soon. Jay, thanks for having me. And, uh, yeah, have me back, and we'll do a deeper dive. Folks, we'll be right back after the break. Business owners, do you feel like you're paying more than your fair share of taxes? Is your tax preparer out of ideas? My name is Susan Bryant, CPA and certified tax coach at the MB Group and proud corporate sponsor of the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Tune in during the month of September to hear my favorite tax tips that can keep some big dollars in your bank account. In the meantime, learn more about how we're changing our clients' financial futures at mbgcpa.com. Hey everyone, Jay Mamie. I want to encourage you to go visit Impulse Rentals if you're looking to explore Louisville Lake on a pontoon or a jet ski, or if you're looking to enjoy a ride on a Can-Am Riker for all of you adventure seekers, you're going to have an unforgettable experience like I did when I recently rented from Impulse Rentals, a jet ski with my son for Father's Day. Make sure that you reach out to Impulse Rentals. You can find them at impulserentals.org. Go out and have a good time outdoors. Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show with your host, Jay Mamie. Folks, welcome back. I want to let you know, finding subject matter experts in areas that are health involved, meaning People that really care about your health, people that really are concerned about your well-being. And I couldn't think of a better person to introduce to to you as we're continuing this show's theme of having better health, understanding what's available so that you can thrive better by having your health thrive as well. And Deepak Saini is not only one of the leading experts and one of the voices that really is uh, right now front and center about helping those become centenarians now you don't hear that often right you don't hear or, or, or read much about others that are that care enough about your health that they want you to become a centenarian and what he does is helps people who are struggling with their health the weight loss cognitive performance energy levels even joint and back pain which really falls well in the theme of today's show so the subject matter expert and the founder of personal blue zones Deepak Saini is on the line with us right now, and he's going to share a little bit of his personal story. Deepak, welcome to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Thanks, Jay. It's my pleasure to be here. We're talking to you today. So, yeah, a little bit about me. So, I'm a, I'm a CPA by profession. I'm an accountant. I spent uh, 20 years in the industry, mostly in the energy sector, but I'd always struggled with my weight and an autoimmune condition. At 18 years old, I was morbidly obese. Can you believe that? At 18, mm. we're supposed to be at our prime as, as men. I was morbidly obese. I was more than 100 pounds more than I am uh, today. Wow. Uh, the, the real impetus for me, though, was nine years ago when I injured my back. Mm-hmm. Uh, c- conventional medicine did nothing for me. So I researched and I found alternative treatments. Uh, not only did I heal my back, I released all that weight that I was still carrying. I greatly enhanced my immune system. 
So I went out and got a number of uh, professional coaching certifications, including being board, board certified, and I changed my career. So what inspired you to go through the change? Obviously, you were inspired by your own personal journey, but that's one thing. It's a whole other ballgame to go from a career in your situation, you're a CPA, to really make a major pivot into the health and performance and wellness field. What inspired you to do that? And how are you looking to impact the lives of others through this inspiration? Yeah, Jay, it was it was it was it took a, it took a little bit for me to get to get there, to be honest. So after I transformed myself, you know, people started asking me questions, coworkers, friends, you know, people I you know who I kind of loosely knew that I'd run into on the street and ask me, you know, what I did, you know, what happened. You look like a different person. You know, they only saw the outside; they didn't realize the inside struggle that I had gone through mm-hmm. as well. Uh, so in sharing with them you know, resources and, and mentoring them and, and that sort of thing. I realized I had a passion for helping others. I'd always done mentorship. I coached football, you know, when I was younger, but it really brought that passion for helping others back out. I received such fulfillment by helping others on their journey. Uh, you know, fulfillment, honestly, that I wasn't getting as being an accountant at that time. So I knew in my soul that's what I had to do. So, yeah, that's, that's what I did. You know, one of the things that you are – Uh, a big proponent of is living to a hundred and beyond to becoming a centenarian. Now, as I said earlier, that's not something that you hear often, but when I had a chance to speak with you, that's the first thing that came out of your mouth. And I have never heard of that. So, So let me ask you, do you really believe that people can change their habits to reach that, that milestone of being a hundred and beyond? And how do you help them first get it through their thick heads that they can before they make the proper adjustments physically, uh, to to achieve becoming a centenarian. Great question, Jay. So let me. I'm going to ask you and your audience this: Have you or someone you know ever had a grandparent or a parent who didn't age well? Maybe they end up with dementia or Alzheimer's. Maybe they suffer through cancer or an autoimmune disease. You know that robbed them of that quality of time with their family. You know maybe they even suffered for that last 15 or 20 years, like mm-hmm. they were alive, mm-hmm. but they they suffered. They weren't living. So it's really about, to answer your question, it's really about a mindset mindset shift. Now, when people experience that themselves, it's not that hard to get there. But when they haven't had that, you know, it takes that mindset shift and knowing that possibilities are out there with, with science and technology and, and really just, you know, the, cut, the cutting edge. Uh, Jake, can I share a couple quick stats with you and, for, and your audience? I, okay? I, I think stats are great, please. Okay, so... Greater than 60% of Americans have at least one cofactor for a shorter health span than is actually necessary for them. Over 300 billion, billion with a B, is lost by American businesses due to either taking time off for yourself or caring for an aging parent, uh, aging parent or, or, or someone else. And let's not even talk about just the added cost of like stress mm. and time off for stress. That's a, that's a, that's another big number on top. So just taking time off. To, to care for someone or, or when you're seriously injured, 300 billion. A recent newspaper, I live up here in Canada, and uh, our national newspaper, the Globe and Mail, recently did a survey and found that, fi- found that people would pay an average of 50% of their net wealth to live an extra 10 years, 50%. So people are scared of dying. People are scared of aging. So, you know, people, people don't really worry about their health until they have an issue identified either for themselves or maybe they've gone through that traumatic experience I alluded to earlier with a parent or a grandparent. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what I, what I work on, anti-aging longevity, it's all about being proactive early so that if you do get a condition or you do come up with a disease, you get it in your 80s or 90s, not in your 50s or 60s. And, again, with some good luck, proper strategies, there's no reason why somebody, you know, can't live to 100 to be a centenarian like I plan to. Let me ask you, I know that, you, you, the, the busier you are, the less attention you pay to the disciplines and the habits that can give you uh, longevity and the ability to really live to 100. Would you say that that demographic falls heavy on those busy executives and entrepreneurs that are always on the go? Absolutely, and that's, that's what I mostly work with. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would counter that, you know, putting some of these strategies in place. So when you work on anti-aging and longevity strategies, you can't help but be better in your performance in every aspect of your life, including business, including relationships. So thinking about putting that little bit of time in, maybe it's 15 minutes a day, maybe it's half an hour, my self-care routine, and it's not for everyone, I, I get it, my self-care routine daily is two hours. 
But, you know, again, I came from an injured back and, and all the stuff I went through. But just putting a little bit of time just compounds on itself, and you actually free it more time, especially cognitively. When you can think problems through faster, more efficiently, you actually save time in the long run. And just people just have to realize that. So I'd like for you to share, if you could, uh, Deepak, tips. You know, we, we live in a time where people want tips. They want applicable, actionable information that they can apply immediately so they can begin to see changes. What would you say are three tips that you um, can, can share about uh, anti-aging and, and longevity to improve performance? Sure. I'd say the number one is... Um excuse me, is customization. One of the things most people don't know is that they're still listening to advice that is 50 or 60 years old Mm. that treats everyone as if they're the same, that doesn't recognize our uniqueness from a cultural, from an ethnic, and certainly not from a DNA point of view. Earlier this year, I was working with a couple of mixed ethnic background. What they didn't realize was that due to their unique genetics, they each had to take a slightly different approach to their lifestyles in order to optimize their performance and longevity. The second tip I would give would be quantification. Many people don't realize that their annual physical numbers, their blood work from their doctor is so basic compared to what is proven science now. Lab reference ranges are for the average person. Jay, I know you and I know your audience wants to thrive. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be average. They want to be their best. So there are very key quantification tools that I use with people that I work with that go well and beyond being average. An example I had, uh, I had a client two years ago who thought they were doing everything right, but they still felt tired and sluggish in the morning. They were addicted to coffee. You know, they had, they had to drink coffee all day long to get through the day. You know, you, you know the drill. Absolutely. Through quantitative testing, we were able to identify that as HRV, or heart rate variability, was very low. And the HRV is a measure of our body's response to stress and a good indicator of our overall health. With that knowledge, we were able to backtrack into the factors that he needed to optimize to improve his health and performance. You know, that's one of the things that, that I'm always impressed by our subject matter experts. They come up with strategies and techniques that are so unique that it's what separates them from the rest. And what you just shared with us, Deepak, is one of those techniques that I've never heard of. And I think that's what makes you the expert that you are. That's why you are sought after as you are. And, and the busy and high-level executives that seek your service are doing it for good reason. Hey, let me ask you, Deepak, in our last couple of minutes here, what would you say to someone who is interested in having a breakthrough year in 2023? Because that's the, the, the theme for our show for the next few months is making the adjustments necessary to have a breakthrough year in 2023 what would you say to that a high level executive that ceo which is makes up the predominant uh, the predominant portion of my audience what would you say to them about focusing on particular areas to make sure that the breakthrough they're expecting they're going to receive yeah i would say number one is like you can't take the mainstream advice you can't just follow what the masses do again back to my earlier comment you don't want to be average mm-hmm. you need to make it personalized you know you need to find what's unique about you. You can do that through, you know, quantification, you know, and work with someone, you know, one-on-one who's looking at you and your unique situation. You know, even if you're a CEO of a large company, your peer across the street, or your competitor, that CEO, he's totally different than you. You can't take the same advice that he's doing for yourself and for your family for that matter. So take charge of your own health. There's no better year than 23. There's no better time than right now, but, you know, Let's, let's get it going here in 23. Take charge of your health, personalize, customize, and move forward. And not only will you, your health will be better, you'll live longer, but your focus, your attention, and you'll make better business decisions as well. Deepak, in our last 30 seconds, is there anything you'd like to offer the audience for them reaching out to you? Yeah, I do have a free ebook. It's called my Longevity Tracker Workbook, so you can track how you're doing on these things. And people can download that at my website personalbluezones.com at the very bottom of the homepage. And then secondly, I'd like to offer, uh, extend the offer to your audience of 10% off my longevity program mm. to your listeners. So people can just contact me and let me know you heard this interview here and, uh, and I'll honor that, uh, that uh, discount and go forward. Well, brother, we appreciate your generosity. I hope that our audience takes advantage of that. Deepak Saini, the founder of Deepak Saini Health. Appreciate being on the show, brother. Thank you. I appreciate being here. Folks, we'll be right back after the break. Hi, this is Lynn Ellis. 
with EcoFriends Organic Pest Control. Everyone wants to be healthy and is making tremendous efforts to be healthy and stay healthy through their diet, their cleaning products, lifestyle. But if you use any other type of pest control besides a green organic pest control, you have just undone everything you did. Visit us at ecofriendspestcontrol.com. That's ecofriends.com. Are your sales lagging? Are you frustrated with your ability to effectively communicate the goodness of your product or service? Could your income greatly benefit from you getting better at selling? Hi, this is Jay Mamie, the host of the Jay Mamie Talk Show and the curator of the Thrive Sales Mastery Course. I want you to know that there are answers on how you can get better at the skill of selling. Go to my course, the Thrive Sales Mastery Course. Get the answers you need so you can experience the results you want. ThriveSalesMastery.com. Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show with your host, Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone. Excited about our fourth and final segment today as we continue to create a narrative of having excellent health and identifying where your health is being challenged so that you can thrive and the areas that you want to thrive in it. And certainly the last section of our show here is going to deal with the physicalities, the functional movements that can oftentimes become a handicap to those that are looking to move better, feel better. You know, if you're struggling with your body in a certain way, it's going to affect your attitude. It's going to affect the way you think. And all of that has a performance, uh, has performance effects on the level of achievement you are looking for and are pursuing. So we're going to tackle that. And we've got a subject matter expert in studio today. Very impressed with Dr. Davis McAllister. Once we had a chance to meet, uh, his wisdom was oozing all over him. He's a <laughs> former uh, strength, uh, rather a power lifter. And that kind of dovetails back into my uh, my history as well. But Dr. Davis McAllister is a sports performance specialist and strength and conditioning coach for Parker University Sports and Performance Clinic right here in Frisco. And he's in the studio today to join us. Dr. McAllister, welcome to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Thank you, Jay. Doctor, before we dive into the goodness of what you're going to share for our listeners, I'd like for our listeners to learn a little bit more about you because you've got a pretty interesting story. I've, I've got a pretty uh, diverse background. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of, if you were to look at my resume, it looks like I bounced all over the place. But uh, <laughs> and you um, look like you bounced people too. <laughs> well, I, I actually was a bouncer at one point in time uh, when I was in the military. I actually worked part time as a bouncer. There so. you go, brother. You and I but, the same. Yeah, yeah I, I used to bounce in high school and college rather. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my journey actually started. I was uh, started off homeless as a teenager, wow. and uh, my escape was going into the military, and uh, joined the army, and wow. ended up spending eight years in the military as a human intelligence specialist, mm. uh, primarily interrogation and linguistics, mm-hmm. um, but also did some cross training into uh, counterintelligence. Wow! Yep. Then transfer transition from there uh, due to downsizing in the military, and uh, decided to go back to school. Mm-hmm. And went to school at Mississippi State University, and there <clears throat> ended up walking on, playing two years of college football. While I was there, got a Peach Bowl ring. Wow. While I was there, so wow. that was a unique, yeah. awesome, brother. Yeah, that was a unique opportunity. That uh, it was funny because when I walked on, I had no intention that I would ever get to play. So, mm-hmm. wow, <laughs> it, was just, it was just therapy for me getting coming out of the military and going That's onto nice. a college campus. So That's nice. Um, but while I was there. Uh, went to a chiropractor for the first time. I didn't know what a chiropractor was, obviously, with mm-hmm. you know being in the military, body was beat up and yeah. uh, had a lot of you know injuries and just a lot of aches and pains and those types of things. And I uh, went to a chiropractor, and after that first visit, I walked out of there. And that night, I went for a run. And that was the best run I had had in years Wow! and just felt great. And I was like, you know what? This is something I think I could do. Mm. Uh, it, it, it's a physicality to it because I wanted to do something physical, mm-hmm. uh, but it also allowed me to be able to uh, help people. And, and so that's the direction that I took. So I changed my major over to pre-med, got my prerequisites out of the way, uh, applied to Parker University and got accepted and went to school there. Wow. So, and here you are, now, right? Here now am. working for Park University, yes. you know, one of their top doctors there. So let me ask you, speaking of Park University, what degree programs are available there that would prepare someone to learn how to do what you do? Uh, unique history about Parker University, it actually started off as strictly a chiropractic school. Mm-hmm. And they have transitioned over to multiple degrees. They have 34 degree programs now uh, that include all the way from, you know, prerequisites to bachelor's degrees, master's degrees. 
and then your doctorate of chiropractic program. So obviously, if you want to get the, the direction that I'm going, you need to go through the doctorate of chiropractic program. But we also have uh, degree programs and master's in nutrition. There's also a master's in strength and performance that mm-hmm. you can get that leads you to that strength and conditioning uh, addition on top of your chiropractic and biomechanics that you learn from that degree program. You know, that kind of education has family benefits because your family can benefit from it. <laughs> oh, they they do every time I get home. <laughs> now, you have mentioned your daughter is, a, is in early stages of powerlifting, and she's been doing very, very well because of your coaching. Just share a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, I've, I was also a coach for USA Powerlifting, and for uh, the last three years, she was on my team. Uh, she won nationals wow. two years in a row. And then uh, this last year was her first year to actually get to compete in, at the high school level for the high school as a freshman. Mm. And uh, I coach, uh, you know, the girls' powerlifting program for that high school. And I had 22 girls in the program, had 20 make it to regionals, 10 make it to state. Wow. Uh, we won regionals as a team, and then we came in third place out of 53 schools at state. And my daughter won the state championship for Amazing. her weight class. Awesome. Yeah. You have to give her a shout-out on the radio, man. Give her a shout-out. Yeah. Brooke, it's good to, good that you're working hard and <laughs> trying to carry on the success of the family. So, Brooke, you're, you're a superstar, Brooke. So yeah. let's talk a little bit about your area of expertise. I mean, you've mm-hmm. got a, a handful. Obviously, strength and conditioning is one of them. But you're also an expert in functional movement. Mm-hmm. And, and when you mentioned that to me when we first had a chance to speak, I said, you know, I've never heard of that term functional movement. Mm-hmm. So I first want to make sure that our audience understands what functional movement is and what can someone know about it enough to determine whether they're struggling with dysfunctional movement. So the whole principle behind functional movement is you have basic movement patterns that your body should naturally be able to do. And in those patterns, muscles should be firing in a proper order. Um, we should see body parts moving at a proper order. So, for example, if we're going to go into a squat, first thing that should initiate is your hips. Mm-hmm. I look and see, do they uh, do they bend their knees first? Um, those types of things. We're okay. also looking to see if they have abnormal weight shifts. So if you think about it, if you're doing, you know, for example, if you do a squat and you're shifting all your weight over to the right because you don't, you're not conscious of it mm-hmm. when you actually bring that weight back up now you're doing more work on the right hand side than mm-hmm. you are the left instead of staying balanced mm-hmm. when we're trying to work out when we're trying to exercise the goal is to be balanced and so you have all these little minute uh, moves and and deviations or compensations that you can develop either from injuries that you've sustained um, and there is a neurological rehab that needs to take place when you have an injury and most of the time they don't get that so they will develop a compensation, and then that compensation will turn into another compensation. And all of a sudden, you have these abnormal movement patterns that create uh, muscle asymmetries and you know, a lot of dysfunction. And then they start developing more aches and pains mm. and you know, func- you know, functional problems that they don't know where it came from. You know, I, I, one of the things that, that I experienced early, early on, because I am a body, I, well, I'm, I'm actually six weeks away from competing in my next bodybuilding uh, competition and been 27 years since I competed and I won many championships when mm-hmm. I was younger. But one of the things that as I was squatting heavy years back, uh, back then when I was a high schooler mm-hmm. and I was squatting heavy, uh, I went through dysfunctional movement of some kind because I, de- I developed sciatica mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that. If you're not uh, aligned properly, mm-hmm. right, and especially if you're squatting heavy, yeah. you can really do damage to your lower back and to your lumbar. Isn't that uh, true? Exactly. And, and the unique twist that we do with this, because I combine it with my chiropractic work. So mm-hmm. not only am I looking at your your you know skeletal structure, I'm looking at your muscle balance and how all that moves biomechanically. Every part of the body should have a normal pattern for you of how it should move and it should look the same from one side to the other. And mm-hmm. if it doesn't, you know, that, that creates problems. And then you develop injuries that, you know, you wouldn't normally have developed. The sciatica was the worst for me, brother. It yeah. was one of the worst. And I'm so thankful that I did run into a chiropractor back then. <laughs> funny, a funny story in the park. That's for another day. Mm-hmm. And he cracked me right there on the bench in, in Spanish Harlem. And I, I'd never been cracked before. <laughs> and this old guy, I thought, what is this guy doing? Crack, crack. You know, and yeah. a few minutes later, I feel great. But let me ask you this. So, so how can someone identify that they may have a, a challenge with their their body's functional movements mm-hmm. and um, 
and not just you know uh, you know consider it maybe something they're having a bad day, but something that is chronic. So the the most common sign is some sort of pain. Usually that's the first you know indicator that somebody notices, mm-hmm. but it's actually you know towards the the end of a problem pain is usually the last thing to show up when dysfunction is there okay and so unfortunately that's the first thing that gets people's attention mm-hmm. um and so if you have any type of pain syndrome low back pain neck pain shoulder pain you know things that you know knee pain those are all things that will kind of just come up all of a sudden gradually without any apparent injury that that happened to that area stuff that just kind of creeped in that's usually the first indicator that people will pick up on and then you know, if you notice uh, if you're you know active already and you're exercising, and you've got a significant strength difference from one side to the other, mm-hmm. um, that that's usually a dysfunctional problem. You know, as far as overall function. So. Okay, so let me ask you one, well, a few more questions before we uh, we wrap up here. And it's been fantastic, Doctor Davis. Are there any age restrictions for the type of service that people can expect to receive from you when they show up to the clinic? As far as age restrictions, I mean, I've got I've got. You know, patients or clients that range from middle school all the way up to uh, right now, my oldest client's about 65, 66, and uh, kind of a cool story where she's concerned. She uh, is an executive for a major bank branch, uh, executive vice president, and was having some severe low back pain and having some, you know, you know, she was used to being active. And... When I go through and I assess somebody, I, I'm, I'm going to do an orthopedic assessment just to figure out what's causing the pain. But we're mm. also going to do that functional assessment and functional movement. And when I showed her how she was moving mm. on on camera, it completely changed her perspective. And she went wow. complete 180 the other way. She started. We went through and, and fixed all of her you know functional movement problems. She couldn't even get up off the ground by herself without having to have assistance. She has now got a personal trainer. She is working out six days a week, and she has lost 30 pounds. And just because we were able to show her what was going on with her body, and it all started with just something as simple as low back pain. You know what's fantastic is part of what you guys do is something that not too many, as far as I am aware, do. You videotape the people and something as simple as them walking because most people will never see themselves walking. Exactly. And you can, you can automatically identify that something is wrong just by watching the way that you walk. And now, last 30 seconds, you told me before the show that you also help veterans. What type of help do you provide to veterans? So one type is that we are a referral for the VA. So we are in network with the VA. So Excellent. if somebody you know, needs to come see us for chiropractic, we also have a neurologist in our office. So that if they need neurology work, they can come there. But we also have a traumatic brain injury program mm-hmm. for our veterans that incorporates a cognitive assessment, a physical assessment, and we also do blood work and lab work. Um, we take a three-pronged approach to their health to be able to get them back on track, try to get them balanced back out um, to where they can you know, continue to function in society and um, you know, be able to live a healthier life from this point on. Phenomenal. The, Dr. De- uh, McAllister, we're going to have you back on the show because Park University is one of our corporate sponsors, so we're excited about that. There's a mm-hmm. lot we still need to talk about, yes. but mm-hmm. I want people to know where they can find you. Can you share that with them? So you can go to our website at parkerstrength.com. Mm-hmm. You can also find us. Uh, we are moving into our new 10,000-square-foot facility right. at, uh, in the Baylor Scott & White uh, Physical Medicine building uh, right next to the Star, uh, where the Cowboys headquarters is. In Frisco. Uh, in Frisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also reach us at 214-902-3400. Well, folks, we enjoy having information that is life-changing, and Dr. McAllister has provided that for us, and we're happy to have Park University as our corporate sponsor folks that wraps up another fantastic show i hope that you've gotten thrive-minded information to help you perform better in your health overall we're going to catch up with you next sunday right here on the jay mamie talk show